C.S. Joseph responds. I'm your host, Chase, uh, here to answer your questions on any topic, Jungian analytical psychology or Forsyth's dynamics. This is my dog, uh, Wafi, a uh, Labrador retriever, and he decided to join us randomly as I was hitting the record button. So, awesome. I guess we'll just continue on as is. Um, so, today's question is, what would an ENFP and INTP friendship dynamic be like? Here, just here, sit. Are you going to sit? Okay. And uh, this comes from Reddit. So let's take a look at this question while we still can, as we're uh, panting uh, freakishly about. So uh, what would an ENFP and INTP uh, friendship dynamic be like? This comes from uh, Puncake uh, Productions. I'm writing two characters, and since I don't have any INTPs and ENFPs, I'm asking for your input. What would an ENFP and INTP's platonic friendship look like? In what ways would they connect? And in what ways would they irritate each other? What would be one's weaknesses and the other one's strong at? And what weaknesses would they share? Uh, to, to first, I have to ask the question, it's like, so what exactly, uh, what is the goal here? I mean, how do you know they're INTP, this is an INTP and ENFP? Are you going off of the socionic system? Is it a strict MBTI? So how are you using the, what, what uh, descriptions are you using, etc.? Okay, you are just all over the place. Here, come on, lay down, lay down, lay down, okay? All right, so what would an ENFP and INTP uh, friendship look like? Well, honestly, uh, it just depends. There could be a lot of, uh, a lot of conflict, um, which could be a problem. Conflict can be an issue. Hey, stop chewing on my chair. Um, reason why is because at times they can conflict uh, or compete with each other for comfort basically sometimes the ENFP because ENFPs have extroverted sensing demon uh, they can end up uh, in a position where they're making the INTP super uncomfortable oftentimes the INTP is very oblivious to other people's uh, comfort needs and as a result the ENFP is at risk of telling the INTP that they're selfish then the INTP is also very at risk of telling the ENFP they're selfish. And it's kind of interesting because NFP types are typically regarded as the most selfish of all the types. Unless, of course, you're like from those random MBTI blogosphere people who for some reason think the definition of an ENFP is an INFJ. And you end up having a lot of conflicting information out there where everyone's claiming that ENFP is the most selfless of all the types, which is absolutely inaccurate. Um, they're the most aware of how they feel. They're also aware of their comfort level and their comfort zone. They make decisions based on their mood and their feelings and how they feel and uh, based on whether or not they're comfortable. So, uh, and this is, and those things combine together, which is what creates, uh, you know, a, a very big outward form of uh, selfishness. And uh, the FE inferior, the extroverted feeling inferior, the INTP, which is their ethical awareness because INTPs are aware of how other people feel. Uh, they end up criticizing the ENFP for this. And then the extroverted thinking child is being criticized by the INTP, introverted thinking hero. And then as a result of that, the ENFP gets really butthurt about that. And then that gets stored uh, within their introverted sensing inferior because they're very insecure about uh, their experience and their comfort level, which creates a lot of bitterness within the ENFP. And the ENFP will actually end up holding it against uh, the INTP later. Granted, 
if they're forced to work together in a shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder relationship, because I was just describing a face-to-face -face relationship at first, if they're forced to like work together from a face-to-face -face relationship standpoint, it's a little bit different. The reason why it's different is because the TE child, the expert thinking child, the rational thinking part of the ENFP, because ENFPs don't do logic, they're, they're almost incapable of introverted thinking and logic because it's their trickster. They, they think that they can complete a logical thought in their head, but they really can't. It's all about rationale. So it's why they're constantly going up to other people like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that all the time? Or how do you know that, right? An INTP just doesn't ever ask that because the INTP just knows. They're like, well, I know this, I know that. So what business do they have to ask? If an INTP is gonna ask anybody anything, the INTP is gonna be like, well, how do you feel about this, right? So, but so yes, uh, so yes, Puncake Productions, uh, who claims to be an ENTJ on this uh, uh, slash R uh, slash MBTI post, um, they would eventually irritate each other. But the ENFP could at least look up to the INTP in terms of the INTP's brilliance, and the INTP could end up looking up to the ENFP in terms of the ENFP's moral capabilities. So that's kind of more of their strengths and not as much their weaknesses. However, they will have consistent conflict, consistent conflict when it comes to each other's comfort zones. And as soon as one puts the other out of their comfort zone, it's a total, it's a crapshoot. They're, they're really not going to really interface well with each other. And this can create a lot of really bad competition, especially like if these were two men and they're trying to get the attention or at least be desired by a particular woman, they would compete in that realm, uh, but they would also respect each other's thinking, basically. Uh, thinking from a moral standpoint from the INTP to the ENFP, and thinking from the logical standpoint from the ENFP to the INTP. The ENFP would regard the INTP as brilliant. The INTP would regard the ENFP as a good person, basically, and look up to them in that regard, and actually rely on the ENFP for moral decisions because the INTP just doesn't do moral decisions. They're all about ethics, all about how other people feel about things, not necessarily how they feel. This is why INTPs come off as super uncaring because they just really don't care about anything. They want to know what you care about. They would, and so this INTP in this particular situation would want to know what the ENFP cares about specifically. Um, so uh, now uh, INTPs, they're very weak is that they just don't really have the you know, physical prowess of someone who understands mechanics. But guess what? Neither do ENFPs. There have to be really learned behavior. So both of them, in the context of a story like this, would need to have some kind of mentor to at least teach them how to use a gun or how to use swords or how to drive. Or you know, they need somebody in between both of them to help them with like mechanical things because they have some severe mechanical weaknesses. They have to, because for example, if they were to pick up like a tool, right? Like an ISTP, you pick up a tool, they automatically know every possible application that the tool could be used for. However, an INTP and an ENFP have no clue as to which applications the tool could be used for. And then as a result of that, it can create some difficulties for them. So if they use a hammer and they hammer some nails, well, they see they assign that in their head, like an INTP will assign that in their head, well, this hammer's used for nails, but they can't really see themselves using that hammer for anything else outside of what that thing is because that's what they're used to already. Both of these types are very past focused. They both live in the past. They both have their own experience. One of their weaknesses is, is if they've never experienced something before or if there's something unfamiliar to them, 
they're going to be really bad at it. So they have to familiarize themselves with every possible way of doing something, which means these types learn through trial and error and trial and error alone. They do not learn from other people's mistakes. And this is why they have a weakness in mechanical aptitude. That being said, they are very good at prescience. Both of them are very good at anticipating things before they happen, especially if they've experienced something in the past, then they can anticipate when it's going to happen again in the future because all that has happened before will happen again. Yes, I'm quoting Battlestar Galactica that explains introverted sensing versus extroverted intuition. Hi, Walkie. Yes, you're just causing lots of trouble down there, aren't you? You're just causing lots of trouble. You're a troublemaker. Ah, troublemaker dog. He's trying to chew my hand off. Uh, so anyway, you know, that's kind of like, you know, in general, uh, you know, the, the approach that they have. Um, so I, but yeah, they, they have the potential to irritate each other, but they can also learn from each other, at least in terms of learning uh, better anticipation skills and being able to see into the future and seeing into other people's fates and knowing what makes them desirable. They can borrow from one another and learn how to make the other person desirable from a shoulder to shoulder situation. But if they're trying to compete for the same thing that they're trying to uh, be desired by, like a woman, for example, that's just gonna lead to absolute conflict. So anyway, just some food for thought for you, uh, Pun Cake uh, Productions. Uh, I hope you found this answer uh, helpful and educational. If you guys uh, liked what you saw here, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like below, leave a comment. Um, and uh, if you guys want to get in on our email list for uh, some cool private lectures, go to csjoseph.life forward slash type grid. You can get the type grid. You can learn how to type other people without using a test because tests are only one out of five accurate. Uh, and uh, you can also join our awesome community of 3,000 people on Discord, etc., or our like 1,200 person Facebook group. So anyway, with that being said, thanks for watching. And I'll see you guys tonight.